Good morning, everybody. I wanted to just quickly remind you, if you love B2B SaaS and you're loving all these CEOs I have on, remember, you can get all of their data in a big, beautiful spreadsheet at gitlatka.com. That's G-E-T-L-A-T-K-A.com. So I hope you're enjoying the month. I love December. I love the holidays. And here is our program for today. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Eugene Wu. He's the CEO of Vengage, an infographic design tool. His mission is to help businesses tell their stories with compelling and memorable memorable visuals. He enjoys reading and writing about content marketing, entrepreneurship, and data visualizations. Visualization. You can read more of his articles on the Vengage blog. Eugene, are you ready to take us to the top? I sure am. I'm so excited to talk to you because um, I love, love, love data visualization. There's nothing that turns me on more than like, you know, you know, an infographic about like the wealth of, you know, current billionaires when they were 27. So I can like compare myself and see how I'm doing. Right. So so tell us what Vengage does. What's what's your business doing? How do you make money? So Vengage is an infographic tool. So it's an online tool uh, that allows mainly non-designers, people with very little design skills or, or non-design skills to create beautiful and like really visually stunning infographics and graphics easily. And what's your uh, model? So it's a, yeah, so it's a SaaS model. Uh, so it's a freemium model. There's like a free version and then you can upgrade to a premium and to a higher level business plan. And if you just take the average of all your paying customers, what's the average one pay per month, would you say? Uh, the average pay. So so one plan's at, at $19. The other one's at $49. The average comes up to like 20, 22, 25. Yeah, 22, 23, something like yeah. that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense there. And give us some of the backstory here. When did you launch the company? Uh, launched in 2012, actually had a infographics company before that called Visualize Me. It was a resume infographic company. Uh, basically, you stick in your LinkedIn profile and then it like visualized it and then you could just pick themes and all that. Sort of similar to like About Me, uh, except that it was an infographic resume as opposed to like a landing page. Uh, so, so yeah, so started with that. How'd that do? What did you grow that to? Your, your best year in revenue was what? Zero revenues. Well, you <laughs> didn't say you did it all free. Yeah, so that was completely free, uh, and the way we monetized. What the hell were actually, you thinking? <laughs> didn't know what I was doing. Uh, had a lot of users though. I had like a, like the first year, I think we had like fifteen, sorry, like half a million users signed up. So massive spike, and then and then obviously had a drop. Why? Then, what drove uh, the spike? That's a lot of users. Uh, PR. Like it was like extensively covered and back. So this is 2011. So lots and lots like infographic, I think had just become trendy or was just, you know, becoming hitting the mainstream back then. Uh, and infographic resumes, you know, like it was a thing back then, like people wanted something different, something visual. Uh, and the, you know, the traditional way of doing it was hiring a designer, paying like hundreds of dollars. 
Uh, and I did it for free in seconds. So, so it was, it was a great hook. Uh, it was a great story. So we had tons of PR. And, uh, and how did you make money on this? So, so, so I created a uh, Vengage to make money on it. Uh, and I actually, so I, I did sell uh, visualizing. So I, I, uh, eventually sold visualize me in 2013 to a company called parchment. How much? Uh, I cannot tell. <laughs> how, what was it? Can you give me like a big range, like something that's vague enough where it won't get you in trouble? Uh, it was a small exit. So, so, so yeah. Can we say less than a million? Is that fair? Yes. Okay. Yes, less, less than a million. Than. Um, and, and how did, did you approach them or do they approach you? They approached me. Okay. And how did they value the company? Obviously don't give concrete numbers, but did they just look at your user base and what they thought they could make from your users or like how'd they value it? I, I don't know, uh, to be honest. I think um, they had bought several other companies, uh, like similar stage, not like pre-revenue, but had, you know, a fairly popular product. And, and I think it was the same. They just offered, you know, what the CEO thought was a reasonable price. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's how they, were they, were these other applications? Like what was the company? Are this like, is this like a design company or infographic? No, no. So parchment is actually uh, in the education tech space. Uh, and it's in the what space? are a education tech, educational tech. Got it. Yeah. So, so, so they sell to universities, uh, and they had a consumer product that sort of measured, um, your credentials. It had, it, it had your, um, um, it, it had your academic data in it. Uh, and so, you know, the idea was to like kind of visualize it sort of like a CV, uh, sort of like a resume, but for students. So that was the whole idea behind uh, the acquisition. Yep. 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 So they, they, and you've, they, so they've done many in this, space. by the way, this is like, I want to make sure I'm looking at the right company. It's like Matthew Pinsky, Robert, Rajiv, all those guys. Yes. Correct. Matthew Pinsky. Yeah. So Matthew Pinsky approached me out of the blue, like one summer in 2013. <laughs> and, uh, and one thing led to another and, 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 and got acquired. And I actually went to work for parchment for about a year and a half. Did you hate it? No, no, not, not at all. Actually, I quite, I, I quite, I quite enjoyed it. I, you know, it was, it was like the first time I actually worked closely with a CEO. Um, um, and Matthew Patinsky, by the way, is a, is, is a pretty well-known name in the, in, in, in the education space. He was the creator of Blackboard. You may or may not have heard of it, but it's like the biggest education uh, you know, company, it, probably still now. Uh, I think it has the biggest exit, like the exit was over a billion dollars. So, so he was like the first C, like, you know, really a well-established CEO that I, that I got to work with. So, so it was a good experience. So you launch Vengage and you leave Parchment in 2012? No. So, so this was, so I sort of, um, I sort of left Vengage, went to Parchment, uh, and then Vengage sort of just kind of, you know, went nowhere for a year and a half. Uh, and then I went back to Vengage after, uh, after I left Parchment, uh, in 2014, I think, or 2000, yeah, 2014, uh, and, uh, and then sort of had a, like restarted it all over again. And back then Vengage was down to like two people, you know, sort of, I had hired like, what uh, is it at today? It was, now it's about 20, 20 people. And have you bootstrapped it mostly? It's mostly bootstrap. Yeah. So we had, you know, there, they, we had some initial uh, money from, uh, we, we, uh, from, um, uh, accelerator, like $50,000 from Jolt. Uh, and then we got, you know, a couple of, uh, uh smaller grants, uh, from, from the government. So, but it's mainly bootstrap. So how much total in? How much total in? Uh, less, a little less than half a million. Okay, a little less than half. Okay, wow, that's a lot of grants. Those are obviously non-dilutive, right? No, not you're correct. Non-dilutive, except for the except for the accelerator. That one, yeah, that was. I think we paid whatever six percent, seven percent, whatever the standard rate is. Yeah. And these grants, what? Where are you based? What country are you in? Well, we're based in Canada. 
Got it. So is this a is this a Canadian government kind of grant program? Yes, something like that. <laughs> Got it. All right. So so twenty people, Canada, twenty twelve. You started. It kind of went dead for a year and a half, and you reengaged it in twenty fourteen. What are you at today in terms of customers? Uh, we're about eleven thousand something. Eleven. Now are those users? Don't lie to me. Paying Eugene. customers. Paying customers. All yeah, right. Owners. Yeah, users we have like in the millions. Like, like I, I honestly don't track three users just because it's a vanity number, but it's it's over a million. I don't know what it is at at, at the moment. We we hit a million a while ago, and I I have not kept track. That's good. So so eleven thousand folks handing you a twenty dollar bill every month. You guys are over two hundred forty grand a month in revenue, right? Or around yes. there? Around it, I we're about two fifty in uh, in MMR. Yeah. Yep, and still no additional capital raise. Just the less than five hundred grand in. Yes. No, nothing. Raised. Yeah. How so, are you, so we're, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was, I was saying I run the business like a bootstrap, like, sorry, like a bootstrap, like a cash flow business. So, so yeah, we, we spend less than we are. Are you the sole founder? Uh, I am now. Yeah. So I had a, a founder early, early, early days. What the hell? I mean, what happened? You kill him or what? No, 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 no. So I had a founder called Lucas Walker. He's still, he's still, you know, still my friend, but he, you know, in fact, he was in the office like a week ago. Or so, uh, no, he, he left. I mean, you know, there was, as you know, in start, <laughs> at the start of a startup, there's a lot of stress and there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of things that happen. And, uh, and uh, we parted ways uh, amicably, thankfully. And, uh, and, and, you know, can you be, can I, you be more transparent there just so other people are comfortable realizing that it's okay if you go through shit like this? I mean, look, I had the same issue with my co-founders. They just didn't have the same risk profile. They were getting married. Their wives were about to have a baby and the wives were like, get, you got to go get a real job. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was along the same, uh, same lines. Like his risk profile was a, a bit different. Uh, he couldn't sustain. So we weren't paying ourselves that much money. Uh, in fact, I don't think we're, I, I don't remember now, like we probably weren't paying ourselves. So, so there was the, the, like he could not withstand, like it wasn't practical for him to go to, you know, long periods of time without pay. And it was getting really stressful. Like we weren't making as much money as we thought we would be. Uh, and, uh, and I think back, back then he was in charge. I was in, in charge of the product. He was in charge of the sales slash marketing. And so the, pro- the user acquisition wasn't working, you know, initially. So, so, uh, so, you what know, did you try or yeah. early on? What was, what was not working from an acquisition perspective? So early on, we thought we would go uh, like enterprise, uh, just cause you know, Hey, you know, we want to validate the product. People have to pay us a lot of money, uh, that before we build it, you know, we were all into the lean startup thing. Uh, and, and we had some, what I call like false starts. So we managed to get a few customers like, when I meant a few, I meant like less than five who were paying us between like 1500 and like $5,000 a month to use our tool, which was a lot of money for us. And then we thought, Oh, we can do this model. And then nine months later that number pretty much stayed the same so we like acquired nobody after. were they churning like crazy uh well we only had five so 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 yeah but i mean did they so, say like, though or did they pay five grand for a month and churn oh no I, I think after nine months i think maybe like one or two had churned uh in fact some of them wanted even what to pay us more but then they wanted to do wanted us to do um, uh custom work uh and i wanted to basically like and so, design, and so you're not, you're not a design agency. Yeah. So exactly. So we were turning into that and then the sales process was too long and I was like, oh, and then, you know, so that led to some changes into the business model and all of that. And then part of that was, you know, that's why things, you know, that's why he left basically. 
As I'm traveling the world on planes, trains, and automobiles, you know guys hear it, I'm closing loads of different deals, whether it's buying a company, closing a new account for gitlatka.com, you name it, I've gotta do it. And part of my issue is signing documents while I'm on the road. So I just found this new tool, I'm using it pretty aggressively, it's called Sign Easy. So you can get started for free at gitsigneasy.com forward slash podcast. You'll see contracts that I've signed there and boy oh boy are they big and they work and the app is so easy to use. Get started today at gitsigneasy.com forward slash podcast. I have to figure this out because, and I don't even feel like, I feel like you don't even know you have this talent, but I can see it. It's clear as day. Your first company got like millions of you or a lot of users. This one, millions of users. You, you do some, this isn't just lucky. Like you're doing something in these companies to get millions of users. And in the second company, really converting them to paid customers. What are you doing at Vengage to get new users and customers? Uh, so we have, a, we, now we have a growth team that's very focused on experimenting uh, so, so they run, I would say between one and three, sometimes four experiments, you know, sometimes four to five experiments a week on a weekly basis. And what do you do? Just and, tell and them, it, Hey, each experiment, you can run it without my permission, but it has to be less than like a grand or two grand. And if it works, we'll double down. Something like that. Yes. I mean, obviously we have a high level strategy. These are the channels. So we're, you know, we're very, very focused on organic, for example, just cause you know, it's once you build it up, it's, you know, it, it, you don't have to keep putting money on it. Uh, you know, unless Google changes their, their strategy, I mean, their, their algorithms. Um, so, so there is a several, several, uh, different, you know, big high level, um, segments, market segments and channels we focus on. And then pretty much, uh, the people in the, in the marketing team are free, to obviously we do vet some of the ideas. There's a lot of discussion. Name, name your two that. last experiments. Uh, okay. So our two last experiments, uh, one of them, uh, so one of them is like an AdWords experiment. This is a fairly simple one. So we internationalized, uh, and we basically, uh, you know, just bought ads. Uh, so we buy AdWords first just to make sure those words convert. And before we go all in on, on, um, on, uh, on organic, uh, and another one is we're expanding, uh, we're trying to figure out where, so we're, we're mainly a niche sort of infographic tool, but it's a graphic tool. You can design like posters and design all these other stuff with it. Uh, and so we are now targeting longer tail keywords. And, and so we, we design a whole bunch of, um, um, experiments on very long, you know, not very long, but longer tail keywords that have to do with the design space. Um, and then there's all the, all these weird experiments that we run as well, where we, you know, um, a lot of outreach experiments, where like we would outreach to journalists and then try and get them to write about us. Uh, and those are, you know, there's, there's at least one that runs. Why does and Neil Patel send you almost 5% of your total traffic? Is he on your cap table? No, it's not. No, no. I think he, we have a lot of referrals. I, I can only guess that he has. Yeah. Do you pay does him an affiliate? Does he send us 5%? Well, I've got, I've got a pretty, so. I've got a pretty sharp research team that, that gets some pretty damn good data. No, I mean, since you about 4.1% of your total traffic. Uh, and I'm just curious, like if he's incentivized, do you, do you pay him an affiliate cut or something? No. So no, we don't actually, I don't think he's an affiliate. No, we do have an affiliate program, but I don't think he's an affiliate. He just, so I think a lot of that traffic is embedded. So we have, we have a lot of, um, people can, you know, you create an infographic, you can embed it on your site. So it, so if you use like a Google analytics or one of these trackers, it looks like the traffic's coming to our site, but really it's just embed. They don't even come to our site. So it could be embed traffic, but having said that Neil Patel does send us a decent amount of traffic. We've done, 
you know, a lot of co-marketing things uh, with, with him. 16% of your traffic comes from creativeblock.com. How have you solidified that partnership with them? Uh, that one was just luck. Like they wrote about us and they sent us traffic and they, and that actually is good converting traffic. That traffic actually converts. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. Okay. Um, tell me the weirdest thing you've done to acquire customers. You're a creative guy. So I'm expecting something crazy as <laughs> shit here. Oh my gosh. The weirdest thing I've done. I'm going to disappoint you, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to disappoint you. Uh, the most not like non-traditional. You can't say content marketing. You can't say word of mouth. You can't say affiliates. Oh gosh. I mean, have you ever like designed for influencers, like an infographic and mailed oh, it to them? Oh, and like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean that I would consider that like SEO. <laughs> what? No, you, you design them something and mail it to, and hand mail it to oh, them. Oh no. Hand mail it to them. No. Okay. Oh, so here's, here's what I tried to do, but it failed. Uh, I think, uh, YC, this is a while ago. They had like a, they have a report, <laughs> Uh, they came up with some report or something, some graphic. And then basically I, I copied it with my tool and then I basically created accounts for them really simple, like first name and then, you know, their first name. And then I just, and then, and I created all the accounts and I'm saying, Hey, I created all the account. If you're a YC, um, uh, a company, you can use these templates because <laughs> I created all of them and you just have a login. I just gave them like a, a, like a placeholder password. They don't even have to like sign up. Uh, and then, and then like send it out to a whole bunch of IC companies that would use it. Uh, and, and mainly, mainly not for custom acquisition, obviously, cause I was giving it away for free. It was mainly for, you know, referral and influencer marketing, but they didn't respond. Uh, the response rate was like terrible. So whatever, so, who needs YC people anyway? All right. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No, but in all seriousness, I mean, that's like a, it's really interesting. Actually, there's companies that I do a lot of, uh, like M and a work in the SaaS space now because of the show, there's a lot of companies like that are trying to exit that are YC companies. The problem is when you go into due diligence with a YC company, their customer list is a bunch of other YC companies. So it's almost like a network marketing scheme where like they all buy each other's products to inflate the thing, but it doesn't make any sense. Anyways. Um, that being said, there's a bunch of talent there as well too um going back to you last month what'd you spend on paid acqui- just paid acquisition uh probably about twelve thousand. okay twelve thousand. okay that's, that's helpful to understand and then take me through some of these other numbers so uh gross churn monthly is what monthly churn rate logo uh, logo churn not revenue uh it's about like 10 percent. okay that's really high eugene come on how do you beat that it's very, it's very well it was higher uh last year or like six months ago why so do you I'm, think it's so high so it's very high because we have two kinds of users. We have, we have businesses and, and they don't churn that much. And then we have, you know, your everyday, what we call the consumer user, uh, which includes students. And they basically need one graphic or one infographic. And so they sign up and then they churn like pretty much, you know, the next week or, the, you know, within the month. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. So look, if, if you have a 10% logo churn, right? The average customer stays with you for about 10 months at 22 bucks a month ish. They're worth about 220 bucks total for you. What are you willing to spend to acquire them considering that lifetime value? Uh, our, I think our, our, our like limit is probably around like a hundred bucks, hundred bucks. You won't go over yeah. that. All right. No, I won't go over that. Yeah. Okay, good. That's helpful to understand, but it still takes you. I mean, if you pay a hundred bucks, it takes you five or six months to recover that in terms of payback period. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's why we don't do a lot of like direct pay. The, the pay thing just sort of runs now. I mean, we've optimized it to the point where it's very difficult to optimize. Yep. Um, and, and, and we just let it run. Yeah. Um, so just to be works. clear, that $100 CAC is only for the 12 grand you spend per month. You get a bunch of other customers organically and free. 
Oh, yeah, the majority. Yeah, our 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 um, the paid portion of the is less than ten percent. Right? Yep, makes good sense. Uh, last questions here before we wrap up with the famous five. December twenty sixteen. Where were you in terms of monthly recurring revenue at that point? We're around like one hundred and fifty. Okay, got it. So I mean, look, I mean, we're about nine or ten months later, and you're up almost a hundred grand above that. So it's pretty good growth, huh? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, we we were a lot more. We grew a lot more last year. Um, but this year it slowed down a little bit, but still not bad. We, you know, my target's around 300 by the end of this year. So, you know, it's still a, you know, hundred percent, you know, growth rate. So, which is not bad. Yeah. Target 300 K by December of 2017. Take, and then take me back. Give me one more year, historical data, 2015, December. Gosh, Do you remember? 2015 was probably like, like nothing. Like I want to say 70,000, something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Or even um, less, maybe, yeah. Even less? Okay. Yeah. So so if somebody, if somebody, I mean, your churn's really, really high, obviously, but like you know that and you're doing things to figure out how to deal with it. But if someone came to, I mean, and you own the majority of the company, right? You, you, like, did you buy your co-founder out or does he still have part of the equ- chunk of equity? It, it, he has a small part of it. it, it everything vested, right? So it, it's all, we're all on investing schedules. So, but so you have, true or false, you have more or less than 70% of the company? Uh, around there, actually. Oh, good. Yeah. God, yeah. God damn, there. I'm good. All right. <laughs> around 70%. Sorry for, actually, sorry for, for using God names in, in vain. But okay, so about 70%. That's great. Um, if somebody, so you're your sole decision maker. If somebody came to you and offered you, I, I'm going to make this up. If somebody offered you, uh, blah, 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 you know, you know, you're doing 3 million, you'll be doing 3 million annually, maybe by the end of this year. If someone offered you like, you like, you know, nine, 10 million bucks to sell the whole company. Do you consider around that price? No, not at all. You'd wait. Not, no. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. No, no, I don't, I, I don't believe you. <laughs> no, no way. Why? I, so I Why? Had a, Why? I already had a small exit. So number one, I already have a small exit. So I don't really like, I don't want another small exit. Like that doesn't excite me anymore. There's, yeah. You know, it doesn't like it doesn't excite you. So what's going to excite? A, what's the next had, thing that's going to excite you? Like what would excite me would be like a hundred million plus kind of. Like, what do you think you have to grow your revenues to in order to get that kind of exit? Like a lot, <laughs> probably like in the like the so. I mean, I I want to grow this to like a to like a hundred million plus company. Yeah. Like in, so. Would you? I mean, can, obviously, we're talking about very long term. Yeah, I'm not talking about in the next, you know, two or three years. I'm talking about the next ten years. Yeah. Right? So, um, would you consider? I mean, look, again, your churn's high, so I don't know what your valuation would be. But like, would you consider raising capital, or, or no? You just wouldn't know what to do with it if you had it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know what to do with it. And plus, you're right; like, it would be hard to raise capital with, with our churn rate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. All right, so, yeah, Eugene. Our, our SAS metrics makes it really difficult to. I don't even like. I do get like VCs once in a while will email me, and I don't. I just. I just kind of tell them, Hey, I'm not interested. Yeah. Uh, now they know, do. now they know why you're, you're you still need oh, to figure out not. churn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not the real reason. The real reason is like, I'm pretty happy running the company cash flow. Like I don't, I don't know, to be honest, if you're cash flow positive and you can be profitable and, and you can grow at a sustainable rate, why, and you're growing at a decent rate enough that you, you know, you can, you can spend, you know, you can, you can use some money to grow. I'm all about the base camp model, man. Like I'm yeah. totally into the You, base you, you can just that. say it. You like doing whatever fuck you want. There's nothing wrong with that's that. True. Just that's own true. it. Own it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? My favorite business book. It's a recent one. So it'll be uh, Phil Knight's uh, The Nike Book. That's I a good one. Shoe Dog. Shoe Dog. Shoe Dog. That's right. Number yeah. two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I actually, I mean, aside from Phil Knight, no. Okay. Number three, besides your own, is there a favorite online tool you have? 
uh, mix panel. Yeah, that's a good one. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven. Seven. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Married with two kids. Oh, great. And how old are you? I'm 41. 41. Okay, last question. Take us back 21 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, not to worry so much about <laughs> other people and what they say. There you guys have it. Quit worrying so much. But you're not talking about your parents by any chance, are you? No, no. Just like socially, like friends and stuff. <laughs> Quit worrying about what other people say. You guys got it there from Eugene. Again, already had a small exit to the founder of Blackboard, a company called uh parchment uh then launched well actually before that had launched his company but has since grown it uh again v v then gauge infographics i know i got i I had a hiccup there ven gauge right makes infographics that people love they've scaled down to over eleven thousand customers way way more than in terms of free users each customer pays on average 22 bucks a month so they're doing about 250 grand per month in revenue churns too high at 10 percent, but he's trying to figure out how to get that down they don't rely on paid spend but they spend about 12 grand per month in revenue at an 80 dollar cac they've got 10 people or sorry, they've got, uh, let's see, way more than that. They've got uh, blah, 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 20 people based in Canada. They've raised about 500 grand as a combination of a, a 6% for uh, for 50K for a accelerator they went through and the rest is government grants. Everybody move to Canada. Eugene, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot, Anthony.